Good evening, good evening, guys. How's everyone doing? It's um, it's uh, Saudi has felt like a long time, you know. So, but yeah, it's good to be back again. But for most of us in um strange circumstances, you know, be um like regarding the timing because um. Usually we we'll, would we'll have the um space or discussions um after um the event, but here because of the time, you know, it hasn't really worked out um well for us. But yeah. So I guess um we'll just um carry on either ways, you know. For some reason for some reason yeah, um this is one of the disadvantages of having um Australia, you know, on the track, uh, on I say on the track on the calendar, you know, and I I actually like it when it's actually the first um, well I say the first race of the of the um season, you know, so that we like usually the time we are usually we um kind of used to um European times and. It's not uh, more than one or two hours um, difference. Even when we go to Abu Dhabi, you know, except maybe like Singapore and um, America. But yeah, which is not so bad. But yeah, um, let's get into um, 
the things that have happened this weekend, you know, we have like a renovated track, you know, a track that's um much more faster, you know, a a more a more tricky turn three, you know, because um the turn turn three has been um I think it has been expanded, so it's more wider now, you know, and then um if anyone saw or watched um free practice, you would notice um a lot of drivers were locking up there, you know, and Lewis locked up there, um Vettel, you know, Stroll, a lot of a lot of um drivers, you know, were locking up in um country. Literally it's literally um one of the trickiest um corners on the um track. You know, and uh, also we'll be lo- we'll be, um, be looking at um, purposing as well, which um, most of the drivers are still experiencing. You know, and um, you know, like um, feedback. If um, feedbacks from the drivers this weekend, you know, many of them said that um, the purposing was very high. You know, so and I think that's something F1 still needs to. Um, Look into in terms of regulations, you know, because as as um as um I think one of us tweeted earlier on that. Imagine what happens in a Monza, you know, with this whole purposing issue. So um yeah, we'll be looking at that as well as well as Alonso um Bottas trick ending, you know, after um oh I forgot the number of Grand Prix now. I think hundred and hundred and some hundred and three or so. I'm not sure, but yeah. So um, so yeah um, I, um, Yemi, I know you're up here, so I don't know if you um watched any of the events because the timing was very, it was not favorable for most of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, thanks for letting me come to. I was really enjoying the music you're giving us before. Before he started um, asking questions, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I've been doing it for a while, so I'm used to, to yeah. uh, you know, to watch the race. <laughs> I find Australia, uh, Australia, I think Japan, I think Japanese country as well. Yeah, Japan, Singapore as well. Singapore, yeah, Singapore, but Singapore is really in the evening, but yeah. Australia from China, and I actually love it when it was the first race because they have to get early to be on the first race. You have to watch the first race, but it's okay. It was cool. I watched. I didn't watch P and FP one. I watched FP two. I didn't watch FP three. I watched qualifying. I just I'm like yo man, <laughs> let me get some rest you know, because I was out late last night. But yeah, um, I watched everything. I, yeah, I mean a lot of. Um, I just want to pick up on something you said. You know that yeah. you know the FIA should they. Should they um step in, you know, to maybe give the teams some leeway on, you know, some I guess suspension tricks for them to to uh, you know work the mean, purpose in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's that would be a way to go. But imagine Mercedes thinking, oh, all this pain we have come through only for the FI to to then just say, Okay, uh Everybody can solve it using suspension tricks. I mean, it'd be easy for them to solve it, but uh, you know, FIM as well, I've just done it from BMC. But we'll see. We don't think, I don't know what will happen. I don't think it will happen this season. I mean, if the issue gets really bad, 
But certainly, some teams have found a way to find a decent way around it. Alpine, Red Bull don't seem to be pushing much. Um, obviously, Ferrari, Mercedes having you know severe purposes. But Ferrari doesn't seem to you know, doesn't seem to affect Ferrari's speed. So I mean, so at the end of the day, I think one thing is now clear to me based on just watching the first races. The reason why Mercedes is proposing hard is because it's the car that has the highest downforce potential. He gets obviously when before it gets to speed, that other cars are getting to it's already creating so much downforce. And under these new rules, you know, it's just that proposing just makes it difficult to to work with. I'm sure they are seeing great times. They are probably seeing a very fast car in the internet. But that winter is not accounting for the proposing. So they have to go back to the drain. But say, okay, how do we keep this car fast and low? But they minimize the purpose. I think what Red Bull has done is on the other end, their car is actually not as downforce. Like it's not doesn't have so much downforce, but it's very slippery. Uh, you know, and they've chosen to just go that route. So the car is very slippery on the straight line. Uh, you know, it worked for them in Saudi, it didn't really work for them in um, in Bahrain. We'll see how tomorrow goes. All right. So, but uh yeah, I think you can show that the Ferrari is generating a lot of downforce. You know, so it's at least it has more 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 speed around the corners and obviously it's more personal as well. You know, so uh but they're able to manage it. So it's just been very interesting. I'm happy that, you know, um, I mean McLaren on pole. I expect him to be on pole to be honest. Um Verstappen, they are thereabouts. I think Verstappen would have would have um I think he would have been on pole. If not for balance issues, right? I think the pace was in the car, but like that's been the story of the weekend for this stuff in my way. You know, there's the balance, you know, the balance issues is just not getting get out of the car, right? You know, so they obviously I feel for sense. I think he had the pace to to be above Leclerc this this uh this weekend, you know, but then the, the whole qualifying thing, you know, messed him up so he wasn't able to he wasn't able to, um, you know, get in a good lap. So well, it'll be interesting to see how it progresses in the race, you know. But yeah, generally, I enjoyed the qualifying. I'm happy that Mercedes have, were able to, they made some progress, right, in terms of just understanding the car, because you could tell that this, 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 um, after yesterday, and then in FP3, you know, you could just, uh, they really understood this is the direction I'm going to go to, go through with. We've made some compromises, right? I think they took a little bit of downforce of the car. Right, but they now realize that they, uh, right, I was really something I thought that you know, shove, Andrew Shovin was saying that they've really, really optimized their car to take care of the tires this weekend, which is why it wasn't hitting up the tires on the first run. You know, so they had to, but ultimately, I think that's just what they've seen, or that's the window that they think they can run the car in a, in a decent way. So, obviously, that meant that they had to do like one slow lap, one fast lap, and then on the third lap, they do, they do the, uh, they do the, the uh fastest lap so and you know it seemed to work for them lewis was saying he had more time in the car i actually looked at the telemetry of his his um his 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 lap versus russell's lap and yeah i could tell like you know he probably had more time in the car in the car and maybe could have you know qualified ahead of norris but you know that's that's all you know hypothetical in any case but yeah uh so i'm looking for for to see what he can do or what the mercedes team can do from from that position as well. So yeah, overall, I thought it was a good um good qualifying. Obviously Alonso crashed. I thought it was in a good lap, but you know me, I don't really like Alonso. <laughs> you know, so uh yeah, and and I don't really I don't really care that he crashed. Uh but yeah, uh, I think overall good qualifying. 
Yeah, I guess I'll I'll speak more to other things when when you bring them up specific topics. Thanks. Thank you. Well, I think I'm still on the um, purposing um, issue, which is I believe is what everyone is battling here. Yeah, I think if you look at it, yeah, it's I don't think drivers currently like are able to even fully extract um the best out of the car you know because when you look at those helmets come here looking at it from tv especially if you are using 4k tv ah it's very bad your eye can your eye can start turning you you know so yeah if you are in the driver's shoes yeah you 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 tend to um imagine what they are feeling and what they're experiencing you know you know because um yeah i remember um I see Rachel, um, one of um, those um, journalists. She was asking um, George if he still enjoys um, driving with with um, the purposing, you know. So I think for um, you, in as much as Ferrari, um, they seem to have the pace. I just feel their drivers are not just as vocal as um, Mercedes, you know, and um, Red Bull, you know, and Red Bull because I feel Red Bull because they have the pace as well. Is, is they don't just want to make that of an issue, you know, till they can um, solve that behind the scenes, you know. That's just um, uh, my personal opinion, you know. But yeah, yeah I, I think you're you're right on the money. Yeah, but I but also looking forward, I believe um, FIA should um, make some adjustments, you know, because if you if you are going to look at the track like Monza, where you have street. You know, every uh, normally drivers go to Monza and they enjoy it. You know, even even Mazepin. You know, but <laughs> like you won't, yeah. But because now with this um, purpose, in so um, Monza ninety percent streets. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be it, it won't be fun for mo, um, most drivers. You know, so that's just um, one issue that I believe the FIA should look at because we still have some very um, High um some um tracks with um lots of trade like look at um Azerbaijan. You yeah. know, we still go to back very soon, ah, you know. So very, very yeah, tough. so a lot of um if some adjust if some adjustments could be made to the regulations, then I believe it will it will help everyone though. But yeah, moving on. Um um straw and latifi. You know. Um, Stro and Latifi. Um, Adebayo, um, can we? Can I get your opinion personally? My personal opinion is, um, I just, I just felt Latifi should. That was not even the best position to overtake. Yeah, in as much as the gap is there, like you, you, you like you just. Personally, if I if I was I, if I was in Stroh's um, position, I wouldn't expect to be seeing Latifi back immediately, you know. And that was and I could get um, Stroh's um, point of view, you know. But I feel that Latifi has there was still time, you know. It's not like it was towards the end of um, um what do you call it Q one, where everyone is trying to rush and then put in a lap, you know. So um. My own opinion, even though Stroh has been penalized, I will still put the blame on Latifi. But uh, Adibayo, can I get your view, please? 
Good evening, everyone. It's like you want to put me in that corner to talk about because Pro is part of one of the drivers, probably like right. But um, that right for that in particular incident, I think, in my opinion, Stroh was at fault, right? Because looking at the old scenario, right, it's, it seems like he was on a fast lap. Latifi allowed him to pass, right? Then he reduced his pace almost immediately after he passed Latifi. Then Latifi was like, yeah, let me get past this guy. And you could probably see that probably was never looking at his mirror, right? He, turned, he was turning his car to one direction and facing the other direction, right? So I think those are the things that got him the, the penalty. So for me, in my opinion, I think it was probably our fault at that incident, right? We could have we could argue the fact that, yeah, should Latifi had made the move at a particular time, that is arguable. But who was at fault for that particular crash, I think it was true because the car was going in a different direction. It was in a different direction. And uh, I think one of the things as an F1 driver is your awareness level should be accurately very fast and quick as well, right? So, okay. Sorry, so, sorry, so Anna, please, sorry please, let me just quickly point out because I feel most of us maybe we've forgotten. You know, we have um, um, VAR now in um, um, F1, yeah. you know, so when is it is it when is a serious incident is going to come into place or because we have, i'm not sure we have used it this season at all yeah. Yeah. like i i i anyone can correct me please i'm not sure we've used it yet i think it, it's supposed to be like an off track silent behind the same thing right i think we may i don't know if you've noticed but i think we may also have a different race you know these two race directors that are sharing it I think yeah. we have a different guy this week because if you know everybody has just been receiving it this year, this this weekend, and literally everybody has received it from to you know to come to stewards to fans, even Leclerc was they say he was driving too slow on the slow, on the cool down lap. They say she should go and see this. Well, like everybody else, so I think he's a different guy around today. I think the VR thing might. To be honest, when I, when I saw that whole VR thing, I was just like, what's this? Because video. Like video has always been available. Like F1, the very nature of F1, these guys they are they are, you know, you know, everything is constantly recorded from the things happening inside the car to the videos. You have even multiple angles. So it means I'm like, okay, it's always been video in F1. What's this VR thing? But anyways, I think it's supposed to be like a behind the scenes thing, Sha. It's not like it's gonna be like football where they say VR is checking. <laughs> no, no. I think they are constantly checking every time it's on the basis of that, that then. They are asking people to go to stewards. It's I, th- I think what just happened is is that uh, you know before the FIA, um, say Michael Marsley and um, say for example um, the guy before him, Char- um, Charlie White, you know where him and his team were the ones that had to like check the videos. I think the difference now is that there's not like a separate team of people in location that are also like checking the videos as well. So I guess that kind of takes some workload away from from um, the race director. So yeah, I think that's what I think is happening. Anyways. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that at least that kind of um, makes sense because I was I was wondering like when because normally usually the commentators will say something, you know, but no one has said something. So it's probably something um, behind the scenes, as as you said, you know. But um, Adibayo, sorry, please um, carry on. Yeah, so I. So in my opinion, I think um, Lance was at fault for that crash. 
Because, okay, so something similar also happened to Max Verstappen and um, Lewis Hamilton, right? Max, though it was a different scenario, right? Max was not informed that Lewis was on a flying uh, lap, right? And he was, he almost turned to the left-hand side, to the racing line where Lewis was. But awareness was there, right? He moved his car as quick as he noticed that there was someone coming on a fast lap, right? So, as an F1 driver, I think we shouldn't be making an excuse when someone makes um, a mistake based on lack of awareness on track, right? So I think, and I think it was based on that I got the um, three place grid penalty, right? Thank you, Adibayo. Thank you, um, Abdul. Abdul, let me hear from you. Do you think it was um, Stroll's fault as well? Um, it was 100% true. So, um, he was in front of me. He went to the left hand side of the track. Now, he now moved across. He showed them. He showed them. And they were prepared to start first. So, he continued with the pace. He was keeping calm behind the baby. He showed them. So, he said, okay, he's not the first half. Let me take the package. Then shows them everything that he completely left now left the missing line and moved to the other part of the track. So he went from left to right without looking at his mirror. In fact, he was looking at his left mirror, even on the left hand side, while going to the right hand side. That's why he was penalized. I think it was lack of awareness. But he shouldn't do that. I mean, it's an F1 That's why basically that the penalty. Thank you very much, Abdul. Thank you very much. Oh well, two um, what do you call them? Two Canadians battling it, you know. And then um, well, moving on to. Alonso, you know, Alonso, Alonso, who was who looked like he was going to be on pole, you know, um, was put was setting a very good lap, and then um, all of a sudden crashes, and then um, from the radio message he said um, had the hydraulics failed, and then he couldn't um, change gear, you know, so. I believe um, that's that's an unfortunate um, one for um, Alpine, you know, who has suffered them. Really, really, they are really um, reliability is really dealing with them because um, same thing happened in um, obviously not the same exact problem, but same um, same reliability issues um, they suffered in um, what do you call it, um, Jeddah, you know, now. Um, in um quality again you know um hopefully they're able to fix it you know because, but what i just feel is that oh we're in a new um era so it's probably still going to take them time you know but in formula one there's no time you know because time is money you know you need every point you know so um 
Well, um, Alonso in general, I don't know. Alonso for a man of for a forty plus man is is still putting in is still putting in um tremendous effort, you know, to get the best out of that car, you know. Doing the fantabulous work, in my own opinion, better than um, Esteban. But one thing about Esteban is that Esteban always finds a way to just get himself in the points, you know, which is um, which is which is which I believe is a skill, though, because in F one points are rare. So if you are if you are able to constantly secure points, then you should be. Or rather, you should have a seat, you know. So, um, does anyone have anything to add to um, Alonso? Uh, yeah, um, Abdul, please. So, for Alonso, just very unfortunate. As for his interview, I don't know how. The lab was very good. I'm doubting if he would have got him. So um I had to bring um Abdul back up because um we could I had to take him down bring him back up because of um couldn't hear him properly. Okay. Yeah, Abdul, can you um speak now please? Okay, so I said um so it's just reliability yeah. problems they are going to have basically. Um they are going to have maybe three to four penalties, grid drop over the course of the season, because we have 20 races and they've already taken three power units and the maximum you can take before you have a penalty is three. So I don't know how our pin are going to manage it, but it's actually going to be very exciting this season because our pin, I think they have a better card than last year and um, Alonso is definitely going to stick it to the big teams at the front. And then um, I just hope we can get an Alonso versus Lewis battle sim similar to the one we had in hungry last year thank you thank you very much thank you um, i don't know if anyone has anything to add to alonso and um, our pain in general okay uh okay so um aston martin you know a team let's well, say a team full of unfortunate opportunities you know i know i know that sounds very wrong but every opportunity they find themselves in just seems to backfire on them you know with seb coming back after missing um Bahrain and Jeddah, comes back um to the car um to the paddock um um what happens again um 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 reliability issues you know with the engine you know and then they're able to 
get that fixed. At the same time, Seb is um, fined, you know, for driving a scooter, you know. Um, I don't know. We're just going to touch on that um, scooter part quickly. Like, I don't know if I... I don't know if... If 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 it was a Nigerian organization, I would just say okay. Everybody, everybody, just looking for where they want to tax on, you know. But say five thousand, then another six hundred um um euro, you know. And then, in my opinion, speeding in the pit lane is much more dangerous than him driving the scooter around the um track especially when the session was um, over, you know. But the, um, sp- the driving around the track has a um, heavier fine than him speeding in the pit, which is, um, which in my own opinion doesn't make sense, you know. So um, I don't know, was, was the fine justified, you know, or is it because, or is it that F- or now they don't want drivers to be well I say to have their moments again because it felt like they didn't just enjoy that the the moment Seb was having, you know, so they just decided okay, let's just give him fine. So I don't know. Does anyone have um have anything to add to that? Uh Imadi. Okay, yeah, means okay. No, yeah, me glad. Okay, I mean, like I said, you know, like I said earlier, I think we have a new uh, one of the new directors. I want the new race director. One of the, I think it's a different race director this weekend, and um, yeah, so that I mean, I suspect that I suspect we're going to be seeing, you know, different stances with the, the two different race directors, you know, each weekend. But, I guess that's that's that remains to be seen. But yeah, I mean, if I, um, that I think this guy that is around is a bit more, um, the guy is a bit more strict because every driver was just being called to Stewart. So I feel, I feel it was a bit too uh, heavy-handed. Uh, I, but I also understand why it needed to be done. You know, so yeah, they told. I think the reason why they said it fine was he should have asked for permission. Like I think he just asked the guy. Uh, the 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 um the race the marshal for his scooter and the guy just gave him and just let drive it. I think he should have got that because a due process which he didn't go through, which was maybe for the marshal to reach out to the stewards to give permission to be able to use the scooter and drive it on track. Because the truth is, after each session, the track closes. The track is officially closed. You get so I can see why they did it. I guess there was some feel good vibes to it. I felt coming back and everything. So. I can understand, you know, why people are not happy. I can also understand why why they gave him a fine, to be honest. Thank you very much, uh, Yemi. Thank you. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything to add regarding Seb and um, his fines. Okay. So, um, Aston Martin, you know, Aston Martin, they've just been, I would say, a big credit to their mechanics you know because they've been working all weekend and then 
At least, at least, it's the only, the, the, only, the, only, the only one that has been messing up more, which is, which, which is quite unfortunate, you know. So, Stroll, um, they get the car fixed, you know, for quality, and then um, in a couple of seconds, he goes in and crashes on them, Latifi. I remember in a um, couple of weeks ago, we spoke about um pay drivers you know and our pay drivers um really what and um, what um really what being on the grid you know and um i don't know it's true i don't I, I, like aston martin aston martin as a team yeah i just feel they've lost the identity they had you know from um the for, uh, from the racing points era, you know, once they just started, once they left that pink to green, you know, it just it just seemed like everything just went dark, you know, just like now we don't even have lights, you know, just just seemed like everything just went dark, you know, so it's just so unfortunate, you know, um, with um, Aston Martin, you know, and sometimes yeah, if I. One thing about organizations is that if you want, if an organization is not doing well outside, you have to look at how it's being run from the top, you know, which is uh, Lawrence Stroh as an as an individual. Because the what we've been hearing is, oh, um, Lawrence is having imputes um, in what is going on, you know, and obviously he lacks the expertise which i believe you know so um aston martin you know i don't i don't know i i i really i really want to see them competing again but this season i just this season i just feel um they are going to be the new house you know so i, I don't know if anyone has anything to add to aston martin in general Okay. So um I'm I'm sorry, can I just uh chip Okay, in? yeah. Um so yeah, I think uh I mean it's a shame man. I feel personally I feel like it's a shame what has happened to the team. Because that team was a great team in their first India days, man. They were well known for, you know, they were very known for punching above their weights, using minimal resources to achieve a lot. Uh obviously um PJ Maria, the only back then, the Indian guy, he didn't, he had his own personal issues and that kind of, he had to sell, sell the team. And I think that's how Stroke eventually um, was able to buy, or got the opportunity to buy the F1 team. I mean, it's a shame what he's doing, you know, but, and they have like, you know, a good team, solid team, you know, at least as far as I, I'm aware, shall the engineers of the team are extremely one of the best, they're one of the best in the industry. It's a shame what happened with um, Otma, uh, right? Uh, but I mean, look at, look at obviously how he's got to come to Alpine and Alpine have, have hit the ground running. Uh, I mean, have, like I said, I have mixed feelings. It's a shame. But on the other hand, like, the guy that's running it with Marsh, I don't really like the guy like that because when he was in my client, 
didn't do Lewis any favors. Um, who else again? Like obviously, I mean Vettel. Vettel is Vettel. Stroll. Stroll. I think I mean Stroll is an average driver. Let's be honest. On balance, he's average. He's good. He has some good pace in the wet, but that's really all I've seen from him. Uh, beyond that, it's an average driver. So. Until the guy begins to, I mean, and, and you know, the guy he says he's a businessman, you know, he has, and um, Papa Stroll, he has a lot of strong words, you know, he has, it talks very big, you know, he says he doesn't go into any business where he does, he won't succeed, but look at how he's, <laughs> he's learning very quickly that F1 is a different kind of ball game. I think until he starts to run it like a proper business and, you know, get the best two drivers in, right, and not seeing this um, nepotistic or oh, my son, my son, and all. Once his, once his eyes are split, right, he, I think the team will then start to, the team will then start to uh, see good fortune, in my opinion. It's a shame what happens to them this weekend, but I mean, it's one I'll pay for it, so uh, I guess it's your password too. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, well, just, um, you said something there, well, when it's serious to get um, good drivers, you know. So, are you saying Lance should go? Yeah, Lance has to go now. It's, I mean, <laughs> if they are a serious team, if that team was serious, it have gotten an Oscar Piastri, you know, that you should, in fact, they have gotten an Oscar Piastri in, so in my opinion. Do you get, I'm saying, if, if, if I was running the team, I'll get the two best drivers. I think Vettel is still a top driver, but, you know, yeah, I think last last is last is not last is not a good enough driver now. Let me tell you something about last, right? I know Imadi wants to speak, but let me just say so last when he joined F1, he had opportunities that other drivers didn't have. Did you did you know that when you know when he joined F1, he joined Williams? Did you know that you know his dad paid for a lot of private tests in the Williams car? And he just wanted to get used to it, get used to F1. Right? So the guy has had Opportunities that other people have. You think if Lewis Hamilton has a staff and Leclerc, you know, they'll be they'll be too, they'll be too good for the rest. You get so, and look at the guy is still not aware that um, mistake or that Latifi mistake. Yeah, he should have been aware. I'm not surprised they gave him a penalty. Um, the same thing with Albon. He did the same thing with Albon last weekend in, in Saudi Arabia, right? He wasn't aware. That kind of thing. Albon did a launch, but any other driver in the team, in the, in the any other top driver would have seen that. And avoided that collision. Lewis, for example, avoided that collision. Leclerc avoided that collision. Even Verstappen would have avoided that collision. But Stroll, he just drives like as if there's nobody else around him sometimes, you know, and he just loses that concentration. It can't be, you know, you can't be doing that at the highest level of the sport. Look at the damage it caused. This is someone that just came out to, after they worked so hard to get the car out, the guy gains it immediately, you know. So, yeah, I think they should, they, if they are serious, the replacement putting a, a driver that is hungry as hell, man. The Piastri, for example, in my opinion. Okay, but um, we know we, we at least we know um, Amanda, quickly, yeah, we know um, Stroll is not going anywhere at least, at least not anytime soon, you know. When um, Sebli, who do you think um? should take his place and then uh, Yemi and then Imadi please I would like to hear your answer as well so um, Yemi please you're saying if Seb should leave who should, who should take his place yeah question? when Seb retires when Seb retires I mean I don't know the problem is
sorry, sorry. I'll say it's also sort of just what I kind of ask me to lead the team. Ideally, I'd have said put a younger driver and a slow, slow would be the you know, team lead. But I also know anything from Stroll to suggest that he can, you know, lead the team direction. So, I mean, if that's what you do, I'll most likely have to replace him with a, more, a similarly experienced driver. I don't know what the driver contracts are, but somebody I could be putting that in be a Ken Gasly, right? A driver could be a strong team leader. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would suggest. Okay, thank you. Uh, Imade, please. All right, yeah, good evening. Um, I just wanted to add to the whole Stroll, um, Lawrence Stroll thing. I know, right? And um, he, I feel basically we can't really blame him. Yes, it's wrong to micromanage the team and want to be involved in every decision and all that. But I don't think we can blame because this is billions of dollars he has pumped into that team, bought a new factory, building a new factory and all that kind of a thing. So, and uh, all, the, all the hirings he has done from Red Bull and Mercedes and some other things, they've, they've stolen engineers from. Uh, I don't think those will start showing until 2023. And um, to answer your question, if Seb, or when Seb retires, if the best thing is actually to get another veteran driver. And I don't even think, I don't even know who wants to go and work in such an environment. Seb is only there because of the condition of Ferrari firing him and all that kind of and Stroll, um, Lance Stroll is, is quote unquote a dollar to me. Is a crap. Is a crap driver. So personally, I don't. I don't know who you're going to put in that position. But the best thing is to get a veteran because if you get someone in the same age bracket or similar age range as Lance Stroll, then who is going to be the team lead? Who is going to give? adequate and proper feedback back to the engineers at the factory on what to do and what not to do. They're just going to be running on vibes and all that kind of thing. So if maybe if they can advise Lawrence Stroll to step back, even though we know his investment that is there, his money, had any money that is there, if he can step back and let the team run properly. I think that's why he even brought in Martin Whitmarsh, the former McLaren team principal, that to be able to run the team properly. So they should maybe advise him to step back, but it's also difficult to step back because of the amount of money he has put inside in the team. And for Lance, Lance is not leaving the team. There's only going to be one, one um, driver space available to you whenever his dad decides to sell the team. So I don't know. I don't know the veteran that will get there, but let's hope somebody says he will get there so his investment doesn't waste. Thank you. Well, they have Nico Hockenberg, you know, so either they promote him you know, but yeah, I think um, what is going on with Aston Martin is a bit unfortunate. But hopefully, um, the investments made by Lamstrow would yield, yield something um, of value in future. Um, moving on, um, still on the still on the same part, Williams, you know, 
Williams, um, Albon, and um, King Latifi. You know, um, earlier on we spoke about um, Latifi's um, incident with um, Stroll, which um, obviously caused massive damage to the car, you know. And um, I don't know, Latifi... Latifi, as as an individual, at least he should, he should, you know, would I say be more careful? Because in as much as that incident was um, Stroh's fault, yeah, is the, for someone, I would say, I would say he's not, he's not a Leclerc, he's not a Max, or he's not a Lewis. That when you see gap, you just be going for the gap. Do you understand? You just have to wait. You understand? So, like, because for a team like Williams, the budget is not much, you know? And then every, every, um, it's not even once every race weekend, it's at least maybe two times every, or three times every race weekend, Latifi crashes. At, at least that, um, Bahrain and, um, Saudi crashed twice in Saudi, you know, which is double money. You know, you are eating into the budget cap. You know, how how is the team going to um be able to introduce upgrades? You know, with all these costs and expenses. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. William um, Williams. The question now is, how long can they um carry on like this? You know, because like there's a possibility that Latifi will crash tomorrow. You know, I'm sure if you if if you check Beth Nigerna, the the odds there is probably very very low that Latifi will crash tomorrow. You understand? So it just like how long now can Williams continue um to um carry on like this? You know because this is not a sign of development, you know, like, and then with Albon, I don't even know, I don't even know what went on with Albon. Maybe they were trying to underfill the car so that, like, the car, I, I don't just know what went on with Albon. But for Williams, how long can they continue um, with um, Latifi, you know? So, um, I don't even know where wants to go. Uh, okay, Yami, then um, Adibaya, please. Okay, um, Williams, I mean, same, you know, sentimental feelings for Williams, you know. I mean, the team are, the team are sold, so that team is just Williams again. It's a completely different organization that owns it now. So, uh, Albon, <laughs> I'm going to say it's karma, because I remember when uh, what happened in Abu Dhabi happened, the business guy came out and said, oh, it's karma, all these things happen, so... I guess the guy's having a taste of, of, of his own time I guess. I mean, it's a shame. I think that's just poor, you know, poor waste management or quality management from from um, Williams. Buying water, what's happened? I mean, I don't know. Buying, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, right? Obviously, you can't you can't be enough for the car. Maybe they try to do it, or maybe something's off. Or maybe something. I mean, whatever, for whatever it is, you can't just be doing that kind of thing. So that's that's on the team. It's not it's not really Albon's fault, Williams. Really, it's really on the team, to be honest. In any case, uh, Latifi, you know, I don't have any sympathy. He's the one that 
kicked off the event that that took my boys eight world championship away from him. So, uh, but beyond that, anyways, I don't think his under the Nigerians was not good enough. Look, okay, I mean, people were calling what's up, Mr. Saturday last season, but I'm just like, look at the guy he's on, on the other side of the guy. He's last for heaven's sake, man. If you are doing that to Lewis Hamilton, then hell yeah, you're Mr. Saturday. Well, look at his enter the team. He can't. He's not able. So he's, he's, he's German service. He's unable to like. Or he's, I mean, I think Lewis still has the edge, right? New team, but fair enough. So I didn't even feel like he's not a great guy. Even our boy is qualified. He wants to turn our boy to Mr. Saturday now <laughs> because he's qualified Latifi. So ultimately, I don't think the guy is a great driver. As to how long he has, I mean, he's a paid driver, so he's bringing a lot of sponsorship with him. I think at some point, the team will have to realize that, you know, by the time you see what's happening with drivers like Magnussen, and see the, the value that drivers can bring, particularly in this new, under these new rules. It seems like under these new rules, the driver can actually make a difference. Like the guy is there, you get So they'll probably have to wait. Also, say, are we going to go with the paid driver? That will be crashing the car every three races, every other race or every two, three races. Or we get a good driver that can give us you know, the max, maximize the, the chance of getting points. We can maximize the chance of getting points and then also actually moving up in the championship table and making more money. At some point, that means we have to work on with that decision. So, in any case, uh, that's what I think. I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, they're not going to, they're not going to uh, start the next season unless things are really bad. But in any case, I don't see I don't see how we can if it continues with these performances, I don't see how we can uh, go beyond this season. That's it. Thank you very much, Yemi. Thank you. Um well Latifi, I don't know anyways. This at at the end of the same money is everything, you know, but I believe if House were able to get rid of Mazepin, you know, even regardless of the whole um, sponsorship thing, because I because I know Haas is a team that did not really care. You were what anybody said about them, you know. But if they were able to get rid of Mazepin and then they are still functioning, then I, I believe that Williams, with all the all their past heritage, should be able to get sponsors, you know. So um yeah Adibayo please. Yeah um I agree with um the take on Abraham. It's not his fault that his team didn't do the right thing with the <laughs> Go ahead. No. Was... Oh sorry, sorry. I think the Albon part here, yeah, I, I meant the like the Williams team, not Albon himself. He, he obviously doesn't feel the car. Sorry about that, please. Yeah, so it's Williams. That's that's Totally on Williams, not Abon. Uh, then the for Latifi, yeah. I, to be honest, right. I think it would be extremely difficult to kick out Latifi, right? Because um, for someone like Latifi, if I remember correctly, his dad has a very strong influence on Formula One, right? And even if I remember rightly, I think his dad has like I think five percent in McLaren, right? And uh, I think um, the career trajectory for him was to prove it, to prove himself in probably Williams and probably would get a seat in McLaren, which for some very accurate reasons, his dad always denies the fact that he doesn't have that in plan for Latifi, right? Uh, which 
for me, I, I, the only reasonable thing could only be probably at this point, probably Nicolas is like funding his <laughs> repairs himself because um, if even even no matter how paid driver you are and you probably have had like five crashes this season alone, that's like let's let's assume that using what um I said about Mekshimaka that a crash was like a million, right? So that means you've cost the team five million. 5 million USD or whatever. So it's it's not going to be funny for you to be doing that almost every now and then, right? Um, and the reason why I feel it's quite a different thing from... Um, it's quite a different thing from... Um, what's the name of this guy? Mazepin, right? Because we all knew that um, um, the it was probably the council culture, right, that got... Mazepin out because yeah they needed to um excuse their sponsor right remove the name of their livery and and the rest right and for them right since we can't use your sponsor anymore it only sounds right for you to leave the team right which makes sense a little bit if you look at the financial implications then let us get a driver that we can probably get another source of funding but Latifi's scenario is quite different, right? His dad still funds the team. His dad has another investment in McLaren, right? So it's it's quite extremely dicey to say you want to kick him out, right? Because uh, I think it's quite extremely difficult, except from performance basis, probably, which I still feel it might not be extremely possible. It's just on paper. Right, it's just probably we the fans that we could say all that, but you know, sometimes this thing also based on relationship, right? Except if Latifi himself says he's tired of F1 and he wants to go spend um his time at Santorini, probably or probably um take a trip around the world, right? But apart from that, I think it would be extremely difficult to get Latifi out of Williams' team based on influences that has. I might be I might be wrong, right? But I just feel might be. Well, you know, yeah. Um, what I feel is money is one thing, you know. Performance is another thing, you know. You might be bringing in the money, but you are not achieving any results. So, and then, for you that is bringing in the money, are you just, do you just want to throw the money away? Like, you don't want to see any return on investments because your return on investment is meant to be your son, um, what do you call it? Um, bagging points, if you get what I mean. But in this case, looking at it from a business point of view, if you were... Uh, anyway, let me not say if it was my son because if it was my son, it would still be there, Sha. So if I was if I if, if I was him, I would just say okay. Uh, but that's the problem with all these rich people. They they have too much money, you know, so they don't know when to say okay. Is is enough? You understand? So I just feel that this can go on as um long as um possible till. Williams themselves find a bigger sponsor 
you know, and then someone that is going to match or double up what um, Latifi's father brings in. Because even with the stake at McLaren, he's not going to make any it's not going to make any positive impact to McLaren. Maybe as a reserve driver, you know, but that's the way I see it, you know. But, um, Imadi, please. Yeah, I don't, I'm not speaking on Latifi. I just wanted to, I was thinking of something today. Um, the whole cost captain and, um, yeah, the whole cost captain and it's leading to, and then giving them, Back, the teams in the, at the back, more aerodynamic and with internal time and all that kind of thing. Can we actually say the success? Because the, two, the teams that are still in the front are still the top teams, the most expensive teams, the most the teams with the biggest sponsorship. Even with Mercedes trouble, they are still firmly in third. So, and then um, Haas sort of showed brilliance and as Bolaji said earlier, it's like, they hit the reset button and they are sort of already going towards the back again. So my question, or just wanted to ask you, have, are we going to say this cost cap thing has, is actually a success? Yes, the whole regs seems to have brought the cars closer, but is the cost cap thing, is it actually a success? Yeah, that's, I just wanted to check that in. Thank you very much, Imali. Uh, okay. I see hands up. Okay, um, Adekala, please let me. Oh, Adekala, do you want to um respond to him? Yes, I, I want to answer okay. the question. Okay. I, I believe the cost cap uh over time will will achieve what they wanted to achieve because um it is kind of tricky when we look at it from the the smaller team that usually gets involved in a lot of crashes like the Williams for example of course it could it could swing both way in the sense that William can't afford that uh this other guy crashing like every other race because it will hamper their development but overall I feel the budget cap will will eventually achieve its goals in bringing the feed closer together because if you look at the development war that used to happen, it's it's really tough. Back then, when Ferrari was competitive, uh, when they were fighting, uh, when they were like right there with Mercedes in 2018 and 2019, if we could remember vividly, we'll see, we could imagine how much was going in into bringing updates almost every race. Even last year, too, was like uh, another kind of a reference. Like, Red Bull kept bringing updates to, like, almost five races to, to the end of the season. I, I, we, we've been seeing how teams are being cautious of bringing updates because because of the budget cap, they have to, like, double-check, like, be really, really sure. Nobody wants to just rush and bring updates. They will just later, like, dispose away, unlike how they used to do. We've watched team bring updates and they will test it during the free practice. It did not work. They will just ditch it and stick to the old concept, then bring another update, maybe two days later and all. So I, I still believe it's too early, but definitely the cost cap is needed and I feel it's going to achieve 
its goals eventually, especially when the engine freeze is in place. Thank you very much, um, Imadi. Thank you. To be, yeah, to add to what you said, um, I actually noticed it, you know, because um, I've not really had any team um, saying they are introducing um, upgrades at the moment. Obviously, maybe it's because they are battling this um, proposing um, issue, you know, because um, Toto was saying... Um, before introducing any upgrades to the car, they will first want to um, solve this um, um, proposing issue, you know. So um, I believe maybe that's the approach most of all these teams want to take, you know, get the hang of the regulation, solve this major problem in which the drivers are experiencing, then start um, introducing um, the upgrades gradually. And... For me, I feel um the top teams here, yeah, like a team like um Ferrari and Red Bull, I feel for them, even I don't think if they are going to introduce upgrades it to be anytime soon. You understand or any like major upgrades it to be anytime soon because I feel for them they will say, Okay, let's focus on this purpose and since we currently have the peace, you know. So um Let's uh let's just see how it goes. And for the lower um for the bottom teams as well, it's them that are actually causing most of the yellow and red flags, you know. So most of them most of them their budgets is um really goes into spare parts, you know. Like C has um Aston Martin. And you Aston Martin they could they do um do they have the um funding but still there's still a um, budget for them, you know. So yeah, um, I don't know. Um, let's uh, move on to McLaren. You know, um, Daniel Ricciardo. You know, um, his home race since um twenty nineteen. You know, um, his first time back um back um home with McLaren. You know. I feel, I feel, I feel Aust- Aust- Australia people. They sorry to anybody that that is in Australia or something, but I don't feel Australia. Australia is just like another world, you know. They are just even like even this weekend, everyone is like, oh, good to be back to Australia again. It just feels like it's another dimension, you know. But yeah, credit to the people that live out there. Can never be me. So um Daniel Ricardo um back again. You know, I, I, I think this him being um back home, you know, we've seen some some tremendous improvements, you know, putting in some um great laps, you know, um, Ricardo finishing P seven and Norris um P four. You know, but um overall McLaren I believe um has been an improvement from um, Bahrain and Jeddah because um, in Bahrain they were nowhere, in Jeddah too they were um, struggling a bit, you know. And then um, coming into um, into Melbourne, it seems um, they've been able to um, 
get the hang of things, you know. And then with McLaren being able to um, um, get on top of um, their issue and show improvements, you know, it just shows that once Mercedes, you know, once they're able to figure out whatever issue is wrong with them, you know, it's going, to, it's probably going to be a three-way um, race, you know, with Ferrari, Red Bull, and um, the Max, you know, once they get on top of this thing. So, um, McLaren in general, I don't know if anyone has anything to add, you know, on um, both drivers. Yeah, um, Adebayo. To be honest, I think McLaren has quite impressed um, me for at least, I think the very first race we were discussing about probably the way back of the grid and the rest. And um, I think they were able to figure out that probably their issue was related to their breaking, to their break and the rest. And um, I think after sorting that, I think it seems like they've sorted it out right. And um, you could see the improvement. It's quite a huge improvement to to really say, right, to really start with. And um, also, you, at least I think I could remember some people saying on this space that day as well, after the first race as well, that if McLaren should get a very fast car, um, Lando Norris would get the performance out of it. I think that seems quite evident today. Right, we could see what he did in Collie and the rest, right? Um, but races are won on Sunday, so at least I think from Sunday, we'll, on Sunday, so that's tomorrow, we'll be able to see, we'll be able to judge more with race data and the rest, right? But I think so far, there's, there's been like improvements from the first race to the second race, they improved slightly. Then now, it seems like they've improved as, as well, right? So, on overall, I think, I think. There's sort of an improvement coming on from their camp as regards their car. Then the drivers, I think, I don't want to get hyped by saying Danny Ricardo has improved as well, but because you know, there's always like, there's always like this vibe when you, when you are in your home Grand Prix, right? There's always this new adrenaline that you would always have, right, to perform, right? So. I think it would be too early for me to say that about Danny Rick, but I think for McLaren, yeah. Thank you very much, um, Adebayo. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything to add on McLaren again. Okay. So, um, moving on, we have... Um, the Alpha Alpha Romero, you know. Um unfortunately both our streak ended um after um make after um, one hundred and three consistent appearances in um Q three, you know, which is um which is um something, you know. But um this is they say good things come to an end, isn't it? So yeah. Um though um in FP one, FP two, FP three you could um see the alpha were putting in some decent laps, you know. And Valtry was doing that, but I don't know, when it came down to qualifying, it just wasn't it just the pace wasn't just there, you know, and then um 
unfortunately i believe he finished um is it p p12 you know so um i don't know but um how far remember um was the the chinese driver um um guan yu jo um i feel um my, in my own opinion i feel he, um he's been well i say he's been matching butas you know because when um honestly when honestly at the beginning of the season i just thought he would just be another paid driver but the way obviously just three races in you know but the way he's um carried himself you know the way he handles the car you know when you watch some of his onboards you know he's he looks like if he's been here already a year you know and then um yeah I, I i believe um if he carries on like this throughout the rest of um the season you know he'll be able to um secure points you know so um, i don't know if anyone has anything to add about the alphas and um vb but is not here Okay, um, okay, um, okay, let's just move on to, um, Haas. Haas, you know, Haas, I don't know, it just seems, um, this weekend, it just seems the pace disappeared, but I, I don't know, first of all, the weekend, um, started with, um, Magnuson being ill, you know, I believe, um, this, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure of them, well, what he was experiencing but i believe he wasn't um his um best on um friday so he missed um the drivers um meeting with the press you know but i believe he was able to make it um for q uh sorry for free practice you know so but um for us in general it just seems um the pace has not been there this um weekend you know um you have um Mick um in P fifteen and then um, I don't think um okay yeah um Magnuson was um out in Q one you know so only Mick made it to um Q two you know which is um which is strange because la- um last week we thought like you know houseware I uh, sorry not last week two weeks ago we thought houseware um coming back up but now it seems um as i don't know if it was yemi or Adibai that's uh sorry i can't remember who said um has has it seems they've pressed the reset but i believe i believe it was imadi that said um it seems has has um pressed the reset button and everything has just gone back to um normal you know so i don't know um does anyone have anything to add on has per se Okay, um, okay, quickly, um, Alpha, Alpha Twari, we've not, um, I know we've not really spoken about them, you know, maybe because, um, I think Pierre Gasly, Pierre Gasly didn't make Q3, 
you know, it hasn't been, it hasn't really been a very um, good weekend for the Alphas, in my opinion, you know. So, um, maybe tomorrow they'll be able to secure points, you know. But I, I, I wasn't sure, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe they had one or two reliability issues um, this weekend. So, um, anyone wants to add anything on the alphas? Sorry, alpha, I'm sorry, sorry, not alpha Romero. Okay, so, um, Mercedes, well, Mercedes, um, George and, um, Lewis finishing qualifying P5 and um, P6. So, um, Lewis P5, Georgia um, P6. Um, I think if you what if you watch the free practice here, you add, add, you would you would, you you wouldn't even um expect um Lewis to um, be in the um top five, you know, because they kept complaining, you know, um, about, for, about different things. And then, um, it's quite, it's quite, um, remarkable how, like, both drivers, um, put, put out a tidy lap, you know, as, um, Yemi said, you know, they, I don't know, I, um, I don't know if anyone saw it, you know, they didn't have, um, they did, um, like, um, more than a one out lap to warm their tires before they went for the hot lap, you know. So, um, which I believe helps them, you know. So, um, yeah, that's just a meeting. I don't know if anyone has anything they want to add, um, shortly. Um, Adebayo, please. So, for me, about Mercedes, I I really think that um, we just discussing about the P5, P6 because of two things, right? Um, because of signs, um, car problem, and um, Alonso's um, crash, right? Tentatively, Mercedes should have been P7, P8, right? That should have been the order for them. And... Um, I think from the data as well, during the free practice sections, at least from the long runs that all the teams did, it was clear that Mercedes are clearly off the pace from the leaders, right? So I think two weeks ago, we were discussing around, um, we were discussing around um, seven tenths off. But I, um, I think free practice two, the long runs that was done in free practice two showed that Mercedes are two seconds of the leaders, right? Leaders in terms of Ferrari and Red Bull, right? And um, it all boils down to the thing that I, I think, at, at, at least now, I think it's visible to everyone that poor poison is not the issue with Mercedes car, right? At least we can't say that poor poison is the reason why we are lagging so much behind because, yeah, Ferrari... <laughs> Ferrari is also experiencing poor poison. Ferrari are not even they are not even the fastest in terms of um speed traps. I think their drivers, according to data, are like 
backlogs, these kind of speak traps, but they are getting their they are getting their their pace from corners, right? And they're like one of the fastest with Red Bull, right? Um, I think I I think and 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 I think I read an article. There was an article that came out like was it yesterday or the day before yesterday about Mercedes, where they were trying to say something as regards that um, they would have to probably pause their development based on the fact that they need to identify what the root cause is with the car in itself, right? Um, and which sounds quite logical, right? Because I don't think you would you need to be doing quick fix, bringing in development development by development without really understanding why you are quite off the pace with the leaders, right? Even though you are experiencing the same... Yeah, we could also talk about the downfalls and the rest, right? Um, but um, but I think I think fundamentally, I think there's, there's still like an issue with Mercedes, right? Which has not been resolved, right? And we are only celebrating P5 and P6 because of what happened to both Alonso and Carlos Sainz, right? Realistically, P7 and PA was was what what will have gotten. I will still be extremely very happy about, right? Um, and tomorrow, really, for me, I think it would be it would be unrealistic to be um, expecting a podium pace finish from Mercedes drivers tomorrow. <laughs> to be honest, it was so much unrealistic, at least based on the based based on data that was shown in the long runs and the rest. Right. Um, I think the realistic thing would just be if we can get our P5 and P6, still get our P5 and P6, I think it would be like a good win. That means it means that um, probably you finish ahead of either of one of the <clears throat> one of the leaders or Lando Norris or Alonso, which which sounds quite quite good in terms of getting the point. But um, I think I think the thing is just for Mercedes for us to be able to get what the real issues with the car. Now understanding when that would happen, nobody knows that, right? And um I think and um, I for me personally, yeah, I just I just I just want I just want Mercedes to have a fast car, right? Because based on two things, right? I want Lewis to be part of the battle going on between these two these top guys, these two guys Right, that would also still serve us tomorrow in terms of content. Then I also want to see what George Russell can actually do in an extremely fast car, at least in terms of race pace, not quality pace. At least I think we could slightly agree that he has like that quality pace. So we need to really be able to make some <coughs> judgment about his race pace as well, right? Whether he's the right heir to Lewis Throne or the rest and the but again, like, but again, uh, we can't undermine the lucky P five and P six we got, right? But I think um, if we can get that tomorrow in tomorrow's race, it will be excellent as well. That's like the one of the realistic aims we could target for. Thank you, Adebayo. Thank you very much. Uh, does anyone have anything? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to, uh, and there's some things that the bell said that I don't really necessarily agree with, but uh, obviously, as a Mercedes fan myself, uh, uh, I think for me personally, this weekend has been the clearest sign of progress that the team has has done. 
at is between Bahrain and now. In Saudi, they were nowhere in qualifying, right? They were lost and they were nowhere in qualifying. Um, in, um, in Bahrain, you know, uh, they, Bahrain was, they weren't struggling with tire warm up in Bahrain because Bahrain tends to, Bahrain tends to, uh, you know, has a lot of fast corners and some traction zone. So tire warm up wasn't necessarily a problem and they were able to, like, at least qualify at their pace. Uh, but even very compromised. I think this race represents the best. We're beginning to see signs that the team is beginning to understand the behavior of the car to an extent. Right? You know, because we saw what happened in P3. Between FP3 and um, Q1, they did some things. Obviously, we saw what happened in um, P1, FP1, and FP2. You know, um, FP1 was good, but it was during the earlier part of the day, so it was warmer. FP2, when things cooled down, the, the car wasn't doing so great. So they went overnight, they did a lot of things, you know, and they worked very hard, you know, overnight and they, they struck, you know, assimilated all the data and have been able to, I think, find a director, which was, it was very clear to do what their strategy was. It was clear that they understood that, okay, this car has, is having issues warming up its tires. And number two, uh, you know, so we need to do it in such a way that, or, we, or it's clear to us that, that the current setup of the car, or the way they, set up the car. The impact is that, one of the impact is that it's not able to want to stay as properly. So it was clear they knew what they were to do. And I think for me, that's the clearest sign to date that they are beginning to get an understanding of how this car behaves. I think there was no mention in his post calling interview that you know, he's running some things in the car that make his car, that makes his own car slightly heavier than George's. And, you know, just based on commentary and like, just this, what talking to other people afterwards, I think he may have been running some sensors. I just, to, just really want to understand okay what's the cap in the car right so for them these first two races is a learning point remember they've not brought any updates at all this car they are doing they're racing in australia is the same car that they were bought in testing you know by race so the same car they've not bought any update they've not done anything even if they said that so they don't want to develop the car but development is one part i think the updates we're supposed to bring or we expect them to bring the updates to help them manage this whole population issue right so it's not even development it's more like let's try and you know deliver some some performance or some compromise into the car you know so in any case i also don't agree that you know because ferrari is also proposing issues not popular. the issue is very popular is is clearly proposing right and i'll tell you why ferrari purposes at the end of the streets but when the car when they go into the corners right the car settles down and as we saw it very clearly in that turn nine turn nine turn ten you know the car settled down fair when it comes to that left hander you know so it's a purpose purpose on that sense and, and the clerk's handling but the way they made a slight break and the turn it car just balanced it balances however mercedes is still purposing even into the corner and i said it earlier it's generating so much downforce that even at you know, I mean, not just I, 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 I don't want to say it's a downforce thing alone. You know, there's probably some other things I don't know about it, but like you know, the car still purposes while cornering, and that's the biggest issue for them. The car is still purposing while cornering, so that's like the biggest issue for, for them because otherwise, if they could get it as stable as um, if they could get it as stable as Ferrari in cornering, then performance will be there. So that's why they are running in an even more compromised state. Also, bear in mind that. For them to deliver the same levels of downfall, levels of downfalls that they are currently delivering, they have had to raise the car's ride height higher than the rest of their competition. Do you get? So it tells you that there's a lot of downfalls in that car. You know, but obviously the new rules are not just allowing 
them to harness it because you know of the bouncing up and down. So in any case, like I said, they've not bought any updates between race one and now, right? I will begin to start asking serious questions. If by is it Miami email, I won't decide to bring any updates to kind of like sort the issues out. Uh, I will then if that update doesn't work, then I'll start start asking questions. I'm optimistic. I think for the first time this season, I saw some clear understanding of the car. You're right. Um, Alonso and uh, Alonso would have qualified her, but guess what? Alpine bought updates this weekend to their car. They bought a new diffuser. Uh, also, they bought a new floor. You know, I heard that they're even doing like under in, in under body stays, like to just hold the diffuser so it doesn't or the floor so it doesn't flex. So they actually bought upgrades. So I'm not surprised that the car is faster this weekend. Mercedes is the only Mercedes, and I think some other teams are the only teams to know about updates. McLaren bought updates as well this, this race. Ferrari bought updates. Rebel bought updates. So you know, I'm not surprised that they've maybe moved a step behind. But it's deliberate on their part. They really want to understand the car. Let's even understand the issues fully. They will now become beginning to bring developments. And I think this race or this qualifying session was was the clearest indication of that for me personally. I expect that in the race it could be they could either go forward or backwards. Um, the race maybe a good outcome of it should be to remain P5 and P6. Uh, I will say, let's say the race is going to be a long race. I'm optimistic that boy Lewis, Lewis can, you know, the guy that guy can finish on the podium the way the way he drives, you know, so I'm not too short. But yeah, I think that's that's what I have to say for now. Thank you, Yemi. Um, I'll just uh, Adebayo, then Amimadi, please. Yep, so um um so I think the reason why it's moved it, it it probably looked like there's been like an improvement by Mercedes was remember that um as team um went backwards this weekend, right? So they were not even in the mix in terms of pace, right? In terms of quality pace and the rest, even the long runs, like um if you compare their performance to the previous two races, they were below par, right? AlphaTauri is trying to be conservative with their um, with their reliability, so they don't really turn up a lot of things during their um, um, was it <clears throat> during their long runs and the rest. So that's like four drivers here, and um, I, no one knows what also happened to Alpha Romero as well. That's like five drivers that could have easily like competed against um, our drivers because I think the data out there, right, you could look for the data that was during the race. There, there's literally no improvement with Mercedes car, right? There's literally no improvement. It's even much worse. <laughs> like, last race, we were discussing seven tenths, right, after FP3 in terms of um, runs. Now, the gap between, I think, who talked, um, the gap between um, Max Verstappen and Lewis is two a two seconds with not ten two seconds <laughs> two seconds right. I agree. I agree with you on the fact that no update in terms of the fact we are we are all expecting like um in a brand new rear wing which didn't come in and which also like made sense based on what the um what the big chief said about the fact that they really need to understand what the issues are before. They start bringing in updates. I'll, I'll start making development, which makes sense. But in, in terms of performance-wise, right, 
I only think the reason why we we it might seem like there has been a little bit of improvement is because the other teams that also turned up or showed um or or showed themselves right showed themselves rather the last two races the teams I mentioned earlier on didn't really turn up this time around right so it was still the same messages but some teams um underperformed right based on their last um um I'm not going to have my hopes very high on on a podium place finish I think and I think it's very realistic right not to even set up hopes very high right because come on um 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 a Ferrari driver and two Red Bull drivers occupy P1 to P3 right on the grid except if there's a crash on the reliability issue with any one of them that could easily give us a free gift to get the podium place finish but apart from that realistically right from the start of the race probably like by lap 5 um Charles and Max would be like 5 seconds ahead of let's say this guy um Checo then probably Checo would be like 2 seconds ahead of <laughs> that's like the realistic part then before you probably know it signs would join the battle with with Russell and um and Lewis our car is really not that competitive at the moment at the moment and that's why we hope that we could get we would get what the issues are and rightly fix it right and for me I I I don't agree that poison is the issue with Mercedes car. That one me. I don't I don't agree at all. I I don't agree that poison is the issue of Mercedes car because other cars also purpose. Even Ferrari has the highest number of poison. They are they even Mercedes um in terms of speed traps, right? We have um we have a higher speed trap than Ferrari, right? I think um, I think over the weekend, I think Ferrari, I think Charles Leclerc was even the lowest in terms of speed trap. And the guy is still setting fastest lap of a fastest lap and dumping a whole lot of seconds on on, every, on everybody's head, right? So imagine if they fix if they fix their own poison as well. What would happen to us? What would happen to us? Thank you very much, Adebayo. Um, Imadi, please. Yeah, I I actually don't think the I think um Mercedes has a multitude of issues and the earlier fans start to get to grips with that the better. Like now, um I think during even during FP3, I don't know if people were awake to watch FP3, you could see and even during qualifying, I think Q QM quality one, you could see um, George and Lewis trade faster sector one and then be on sort of on par with with um, Ferrari and um, Red Bull in sector two. And then at the end of sector three, by the time they end the lap, you just see they're magically nine tenths behind. So, and the parts where they are losing all that is not even where the car is poisoned. So, it's, Mercedes has too many issues to tackle. One is the poison. That's a, that's a major issue for them. Then they are also sort of bad in the slow speed corner. So the car is probably too stiff. They've tried to make the car stiff so it doesn't bounce around. It's probably too stiff. So 
they adjust to many issues for Mercedes and it's not something they can get they can get to grips with early uh, or get to grips with on time. And I think Toto Wolf in one of his uh, one of the interviews after Quali said it's just about understanding it and they don't even think they're even though I know he's might just be trying to downplay expectation. But the truth is they, as I I think I said last two weeks. As they are trying to sort out their own issues, the other teams are also trying to optimize their own cars. And if the gap was seven tenths of a second this race weekend, next weekend, as these teams are also trying to optimize their cars, it might increase to nine tenths. If Mercedes reduces to six tenths, maybe on that race weekend, it goes back to a second. So Mercedes has too many issues on their hands, and it's just going to be trouble. And they still have, they still have the least wind tunnel time. I think they're only going to get more wind tunnel time by the summer break when they do the whole calculation of based on construction positions and all that kind of thing. So they can't even test for new parts effectively as these other teams that are way ahead of them and have the have probably equal or similar resources to them. So their problems are way too much, way, way, way too much. Uh, I'm just happy, Shane. That's just my own. I'm happy you guys are going through all this. I must actually chip that in. So, yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you, Made. One month food is another month. I've been one month food is another month food. It always. So, um, so guys, um, can we have, um, lastly, can we have, um, Race predictions. The one thing about race predictions, um, I'll say so far this season is that it has it has been very well. I say it hasn't been really easy to predict. You know, so um, Bahrain, no one expected Lewis to be on the podium. Um, Jeddah, you could have sworn that uh, Checo would have um, won. One, you know, but unfortunately, um, the safety car, you know, and then um, yeah. So um, can, guys, I'm um, just quickly. Can we just uh have um risk prediction for um who will be on the podium tomorrow? Uh, Imade, would you mind going first? Uh, the po- the podium uh. Honestly, I think I think Ferrari is going to win still. Probably, um, Leclerc will win. Science is too far behind to pull up anything. If he has a spectacular race, maybe he gets third. Then Max is also strong, obviously. So it remains who's going to get the third position. I would have said Perez, but Perez has been unlucky of late. So I think that third position is open to anyone. But to me, Leclerc will win back to the second because that Ferrari is too strong for. Max to be able to do anything, and Max actually recognizes the talent of Leclerc, and he's not mad or trying to establish himself as I was trying to establish himself against Lewis last year. So he's also very cautious, very, very, very cautious. So Leclerc first, Max second, then Todd is op- open to anyone. Yeah, that's my prediction. Thank you very much. Um... Okay, who's not? Okay, I see Adibai. Um, Adibai, yeah. Um, so, uh, 
I think Leclerc could win. Um, um, I think Max would be key to then P3. I don't know to be honest, right? Anything could happen. So, this is if there's no crash, right? If they don't crash themselves out, that's Leclerc can first happen. So, there should be P1, P2. Then, um, P3, I don't know to be honest. I really don't know. I think Lando could get P3, even our, our boys could get the P3. <laughs> there could be reliability issues, red red flags, safety car, virtual safety car, right? And that could throw us into the mix, right? Um, but I, I would like to see, I think I would just go for a very strong prediction. I would like to see George as P3, if it happens. Wow. That's a very Wait, big... George Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big one. Which CM I want to do? Yeah, me please go next. Okay, so um, all these risk space things I said and message is two seconds behind. You don't know the fall that we're running in practice, so I don't think they are two seconds behind in the risk space. But in any case, my predictions are. I think I'm I'm pushing for I think it's about time Max and Leclerc take each other take each other out. All these people are saying respect, respect. Uh yeah, Max recognizes the and Leclerc's stance. I think it's more of a Max has been cautious because obviously he didn't score any points in Paris. So he knows that Leclerc can afford to just, you know, Leclerc is only twenty five points ahead. So he, he's the one that needs to gain ground, Max, right? So he's not gonna do any brash moves. You know, that was the same position that Lewis Hamilton was in in the last four races. Lewis was the one I was chasing, right? So, and Max was the one I was, you know, incented to crash and he was looking for every opportunity to crash. But Lewis was trying to avoid because he knows that any crash, that was that was the end of the championship for him. So, I people are saying, like, is it like, let me tell you something. If you can watch 2019, yeah, Austria and Britain, when they weren't fighting for anything, they were not fighting for anything. Look at it. We see when they were racing each other. So I just think now that the stakes are high, I think that um, Max knows that he's, he has a deficit. So he's going to play. The moment the guy, Max, the moment he is able to maybe be in front and he's one that is not, he's no longer chasing, then you see the way he'll start driving. You know. So I don't think it's anything to do with uh, respect. Like, and that's just media trying to spin off some bullshit, man. Like. You know, in any case, I, I'm. I think they should. About it's, it's about time they take. They have a, an incident on track. So I'm push. I'm expecting them to take each other out, and that obviously leaves, um, Perez, maybe Per. I mean, so I'm gonna go for a Perez P1, uh, and a Mercedes on the podium, and maybe Sainz as well on the podium. That's my. That's my, <laughs> my prediction. Wow. Yeah. That, I, I, I think I think your I would say your prediction is is Australian out of, is on the other side of the world. I don't know if you get why I mean because yeah, I get yeah, I get I get but I mean someone has to be bold man and signs that's that's Australian you know oh, very, yeah thank you very, but anyways um okay we have a. Akaman, Akaman, can we hear your prediction then on me, please? Yeah, uh, good evening, guys. Uh, so, uh, my prediction basically is, is like, um, 
yeah. I'm not predicting the exact who's going to be in exact positions. So let's say for first and second, it's definitely between Charles and Max. And those two guys are like they are really giving each other uh, you know, the toughest time. So I believe it would be as competitive and I, I can't really say it would be as tight as Saudi. So that's for first and second. Then for the last position, I would want to put um Lando Norris. But then when you have Lewis behind you, you know, trying to like you know, trying to gain position on you. I don't know. I feel like Lando Norris will sort of break down. Perez for me, I feel like so and then Red Bull is going to mess Perez uh, Perez uh, is race. They're going to mess it up with strategies and it would be out of the like top four sort and um, to be like a Charles Max, Max Charles, whatever. Then Norris, Lewis, so like that. All Lewis Norris. So that's that's my prediction. Thank you very much. Uh, Anyway, we've had a lot of um, Lewis um, predictions, you know, but I don't know. Personally, I just I just see that as a very big um, challenge right now for for that for that car and for Lewis himself. But yeah, um, on my please. Okay. Um, for my prediction, I think Leclerc will win. Then um, Verstappen second. Although I worry about the purposing on the Ferrari, if he can go a full race distance, bouncing like that on the streets, I don't know. I worry about that. But if that's under control, I expect Leclerc to win. Maybe Perez P3, maybe. But if Science has a good race, maybe Science can come in and take P3. That's a prediction. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Well, uh, the science prediction is I'll I'll say you I'll say a lot of a lot of people believe um Mercedes I'm sorry um science is going to make up the places you know which will be very interesting to see um you know um tomorrow morning so um guys we've come to the end of um the space this evening. Um, there'll be a, um, what do you call it? There'll be another space after, um, after the race, you know, but, um, we'll, we'll update you guys with the time. It might, it might be after the, um, race, it might, or, um, sometime in the evening, but, um, we'll let you guys know. But yeah, thank you guys for um, joining us this evening. Um, wish you all a great evening and um, good luck tomorrow. Thank you and God bless you all. Bye.